We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua, Mashiach. Lion of Judah, the God of Israel, Defender of Zion. Shalom, and welcome to Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler, and I am the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. We're currently serving in Wesley Chapel and St. Pete and South Tampa, and we have in Wesley Chapel, our Spanish congregation, Conexion, as well. So let's begin with a word of prayer. Avinu Malkenu, our Father, our King, we love you and thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for Yeshua, our Messiah, the word made flesh. We thank you, Father, for our salvation. We thank you, Lord, for your heart for us and your heart for the people of Israel. And we pray, Father, that you would bring those hostages home, Lord. Just bring them home. And, Father, we pray for an end to the war, but one that will not be repeated every time. So, Lord, do a, make a revival in the Middle East. Let people come to know you in such numbers that they will be the majority. They will take over, and your heart will be seen all throughout the Middle East, and there will be true peace. So, Father, we pray for this. We pray for our families. We pray, Lord, that uh, this would be a, just a wonderful week, that you would receive the glory from who we are and what we seek. We seek you, Lord. So we bless you, praise you, and honor you. In the name of Yeshua, amen. All right. Good morning, good morning. And uh, we'd love for you to visit us, you know, at our congregations in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, and South Tampa. So go to our website, shoreshdavid.org, and you will find the addresses, the phone numbers, and when services are. So please go see our website, and you'll find out lots about us, a lot of interesting things on our website. That's Shoresh, spelled S-H-O-R-E-S-H, David, or David, dot org. Okay. We'd also love to come to your church or your Bible study share a teaching about Passover or Israel, or much more. So give us a call. We'd love that. Uh, You know, last week I was interviewed on the Jen Mallon show on CTN. 
It's a TV show called Come Home. If you'd like to see that TV show, just call our office and we will email you the link to it. Also, we'll be uh, talking about the law today. <laughs> the law, right? And, and we'll talk about it probably next week as well. So if you'd like a copy of the 613 laws from the Hebrew Scriptures, uh, well, just call our office and we'll email it to you. Uh, our office phone number is 813-831-5673. So if this program blesses you, please consider giving a gift for the Heart of Messiah ministry. It will help pay our radio bills. Okay. So let's begin our topic for today, which is God's law and believers, right? How do we deal with the law? You know, the law is often mentioned by believers, by Christians, really, in order to seek to correct Jewish believers and their understanding of New Covenant theology. Often they speak of following the law almost as a sin, and they also question my salvation by asking if I'm still under the law and believe that works you know, do I believe that works is necessary for salvation? Well, let's take these thoughts step by step so that we can see God's heart and how we need to line up with him and his word. Okay. So you might want to take notes as we'll be discussing many scriptures, many ideas, uh, and also it's good to note that if you want to hear this teaching again, you can go to the website, Heart of Messiah, and after a few days of the initial recording, it, the, all the teachings will be uh, posted. So feel free to listen to this again, uh, as I believe there'll be a lot of information. So both in Christianity and Messianic Judaism, the belief is the same. We are saved by grace, period. Everybody hear that? Okay. Grace is a gift from God, which we receive when Yeshua enters our heart. We can see that in Romans 6.23 and Ephesians 2.8 and Galatians 3.11. So often when referring to the law, people use the word Torah, The Hebrew word Torah, actually, when you define it, means direction or instruction. So I also wanted to give you an understanding from uh, some of the Jewish thinking. Uh, So I went to myjewishlearning.com, a website, and it said the following. The Hebrew word Torah literally means direction or instruction. The root, yod resh Hey, uh, originally likely meant to throw or shoot an arrow. The noun Torah is rendered in a causative con- conjugation, which is just a way of saying that it literally means to cause something or someone to move straight and true. A Torah is therefore something that directs having connotations of offering strong, 
virtuous guidance. Now, beyond the instruction or teaching, um, Torah can also mean law or statute. Someone, uh, something is um, not just guided to do, but required to do. However, in Scripture, the word Torah generally does not refer to law, generally. And I'm not saying that the Hebrew Scriptures are just instruction and not law, because uh, I'd like to again quote from that same website, often one hears someone Jewish saying, it's a mitzvah, usually referring to a charitable or beneficial act performed by another person. However, the Hebrew word mitzvah does not mean a good deed, which is what we say when we say that word often, but a mitzvah literally means commandment. In fact, Jewish tradition understands exactly 613 mitzvot, which is the plural, to be derived from the Hebrew Bible. And that's what we would be sending you if you are interested in getting a listing of that. And it's, it's in categories, so it's uh, relatively easy to read. So now that we understand the words Torah and mitzvot, do Jewish believers and Christians have to keep the mitzvot or the commandments mentioned in the Torah? Which is a big question. It's a big question mainly in Messianic Judaism, but I'm sure in Christianity it's also a question. Now, so based on today's uh, Jewish mindset, the commandments that cannot be observed of these 613 relate to the temple, its sacrifices, and services, because the temple hasn't existed since 70 AD. So you can't do those commandments, right? And also criminal procedure by the state cannot be observed because we are not a theocratic state, and neither is Israel. And so we won't be stoning anybody anytime soon, right? So everyone agrees with a number of the laws, like God exists. That's actually a law. No idols. Do not blaspheme God. Hallow his name. And of course, love God. These are all commandments. And you can divide the law into broader specific categories. The broad categories would be ceremonial law, which includes worship, and moral law, which relates to justice and judgment, and civil law. But the specific ones, if you went deeper into these laws, you could have categories under God, Torah, signs and symbols, prayer and blessings, love and brotherhood, the poor, Gentiles, family, and a number of others. So, in the writings of the Jewish disciples they apply the principles of the law to the New Covenant teachings. Uh, Let me give you an example. Deuteronomy 25, verse 4 says, Do not muzzle an ox while it is treading out grain. Paul, in the New Covenant, derives a principle that workers ought to be rewarded for their labors and applies that principle 
in the case of believing workers. And you can see that in 1 Corinthians 9, 9 through 14. In 1 Timothy 5.18, it says, For the scripture says, You shall not muzzle the ox while he is threshing, and the worker is worthy of his wage. Paul again quotes Deuteronomy 25.4, this time in parallel with the saying of Yeshua. In Matthew 10.10, the worker is entitled to his food, as if both are equally authoritative. And So that gives us another understanding from the Hebrew law, which is establishing truth by two or three witnesses. And in this case, Deuteronomy 19.15 and 2 Corinthians 13.1. So the principle that believers are not to be unequally yoked together with unbelievers is derived from a law concerning the yoking of animals. In Deuteronomy 22.10, you're not to plow with an ox and a donkey together. And in 2 Corinthians 6.14, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership is there between righteousness and lawlessness, or what fellowship does light have with darkness? And in 1 Corinthians 5, 1 through 5, and verse 13, Paul affirms that incest is immoral on the basis of Leviticus 18.6. None of you is to come near anyone who is his close relatives to uncover their nakedness. I am Adonai. So, many biblical laws are given to us without details. This is an interesting one because it's interesting how it gets expanded. But look at the word work, and it's not allowed on the Sabbath. Yet work is never defined. So this vagueness, which potentially gives flexibility was considered a real problem by the rabbis. And in order to make sure a command was not violated, they created secondary laws or rules which would prevent a person from even getting close to the violation in the Bible. This is known as putting a fence around the law or a fence around the Torah. These non-biblical rules are found in Talmud. So, in my opinion, this tradition of these non-biblical rules is actually contrary to the spirit of biblical law. And we see here in the New Covenant, in Matthew 15, 3, it says, And answering, he said to them, Why do you also transgress the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition? And I believe that Yeshua was referring to this idea of putting a fence around the Torah. And we see it again in Matthew 23, 4 and 5. It says, They tie up heavy loads, hard to carry, and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves aren't willing to lift a finger to move them. All their works they do are to be noticed by men. They make their tefillin wide. Now, tefillin is a set like a small black box 
um, leather box and leather straps containing the scrolls of parchment inscribed with verses from the Torah, and that's really used uh, as a, uh, a a way of praying each and every day for the for the Orthodox. And also, he says in this verse, and their tzitziot, or their fringes on the garment, they make them long. In other words, so that everybody would see them. So I think we see here that uh, the law, and we'll look at this in a moment, the law is good. But the problem is how we deal with the law. And um, in this case, we make all sorts of rules. And so in the very religious, um, for this reason, you know, Jewish people will not uh, mix meat and dairy. And so not only will they not do that, but then they'll have separate refrigerators for meat and dairy. And then they'll have separate washing machines for meat and dairy. And it goes on and on. And it becomes a tremendous yoke. Uh, you realize that in Israel uh, on the Shabbat, the you can't press a floor on an elevator. What happens is the elevator stops at every floor on Shabbat so that you don't have to do the work of pushing the button. Yeah. Okay, so that's uh, that's where we take it to, in my opinion, an extreme. Okay, so let's look at the purpose of God's law. Why did God even give us all these laws? Well, number one, and by the way, I have a lot of examples, so uh, reveal the holy character of God to the nation of Israel. So that was one of the purposes, and we see it in Leviticus 19.2. God says, speak to all the congregation of the children of Israel, and tell them, you shall be kiddushim, or holy, for I, Adonai, your God, am holy. Or in Leviticus 20, 7 and 8, so consecrate yourselves and be holy, for I am Adonai, your God. You are to keep my statutes and do them. I am Adonai, who sanctifies you. So we see about the holy character of God and the holy character that's supposed to be in Israel. In uh, verse 20, 26 of Leviticus, you are to be holy for me, for I, Adonai, am holy and have set you apart from the peoples so that you would be mine. Part of being God is... God's people is to be set apart because we are to be holy. I'm not saying they are, people of Israel are holy. I'm just saying this is what God has required. Now, unfortunately, we haven't done that, have we? Leviticus 11.44 is another example for I am Adonai your God. Therefore, sanctify yourselves and be holy for I am holy. And there are more scriptures about this. I just picked out four. But the holiness of God and the desire for God to see Israel holy is one of the reasons for the law. Number two, Torah is our guide. It's our instruction. It directs us how we should live. And we see an example in Psalm 119, 105. You all know this verse. Your word 
is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Well, also, the Torah shows us God. I mean, Deuteronomy 6.35 says, You were shown so that you might know that Adonai is God. There is no other besides him. Number four, the Torah required Israel to be a distinct people from all other nations, as I said, set apart. And so Exodus 19.5 says, Now then, if you listen closely to my voice and keep my covenant, then you will be my own treasure from among all people, for all the earth is mine. And Leviticus 20.26, You are to be holy to me, for I, Adonai, am holy and have set you apart from the peoples so that you would be mine. Now, the Torah also teaches us that man sins. And in order to show that, I'm going to actually go to the New Covenant, where it says in Romans 3.20, For no human on the base of Torah observance will be set right in his sight, in God's sight. For through the Torah comes awareness of sin. So even the New Covenant speaking about that. In fact, in the book of Acts 13, 38, and 39, it says, Therefore, let it be known to you, brothers, that through this one is proclaimed to you the removal of sins, including all those from which you could not set right by the Torah of Moses. Through this one, everyone who keeps trusting is made righteous. In other words, through Yeshua, everyone who keeps trusting is made righteous. Number six, the Torah provides us blessings. Deuteronomy 440, you must keep his statutes and mitzvot, or commandments, right, which I am commanding you today, so that it may go well with you and with your children after you, and so that you may prolong your days in the land that Adonai, your God, is giving you for all time. A lot of things in that scripture, right? God is giving Israel the land for all time. Interesting, though, he says that you can prolong your days there uh, if you keep my commandments and, and do the things that I've told you to do. Number seven. Torah provides wisdom and shows it to the world. Deuteronomy 4.6 You must keep and do them, for it is your wisdom and understanding in the eyes of the peoples who will hear all these statutes and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. And it's interesting that for this small nation of Israel, you know, they have a disproportionate number of Nobel Prizes and inventions, and, and even the United States, a lot of the companies uh, here bring their uh, offices to Israel because there's so much great work being done there, and, and things like, uh, oh, Uh, amazing things come out of Israel. One of the things that we use all the time in our cars, right, Uh, is so we know where we're going, right? That was Israel. 
But at any rate, we'll talk more about that next week. I have actually more purposes of the law and more things to share, and especially what I believe our relationship should be. After all of this teaching, what do I believe? Well, in the meantime, love for you to come and visit, check out our our website, go to um, our office, 813-831-5673 for information to get uh, the uh, Jen Mallon interview link, uh, call our office to get the 613 laws sent to you, call our office, 813-831-5673. I pray that your heart will be open to God's word in such a way that you will grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. I pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. 